This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is the Limitless Keith Lee and I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the Busted Wide Open podcast. Mwah. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 40, 4-0 of our patron mailbag series. Mm. Mm. Oh man, lots of good stuff to go over today. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and that's right. This is the show where you ask us your questions, we answer those questions, and do our best because we get put on the spot with these, and it's a lot of fun uh, to try to come up with answers quickly on this. But uh, you can only ask a question. That's the, that's the one little trick here, Nick. They can only ask a question if they're one of our patrons, one of our lovely patrons. Yes. Uh, you can ask us a question on the show. Everyone can listen to it. Everyone can hear the answers. But if you want to ask a question, head over to patreon.com forward slash BWO. Sign up for one of our tiers, and you too can participate in this lovely show that we enjoy very much because it keeps us on our freaking toes. Yes. Keeps us on our toes. So thank you to all of our patrons who already have signed up. You guys are awesome. You are the reason the show continues. We are eternally grateful to you. Thank you very much for that. And thank you for everyone who's listening today, who's in the chat today. Thank you to all of you guys. I'm very much looking forward to getting to the show today because I know we have some good questions, as you tell me, Nick. Yes, so. lots and lots of good ones to uh, to get through. Kicking things off with Kyle, uh, two dollars in the B in the pay, uh, I can't even talk today in the super BWO mailbag is a man. It's forty. He done grown up. You know. As a someone who has surpassed the age of 40, <laughs> you know, never mind. I'm not even Couldn't tell that. by looking at your beard. Right, right. Uh, guys, come over. You, you know where everything is. BWPodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube so you can get BWO Daily and all kinds of other good stuff. I'm going to throw a little stinger out there as well. Twitch.tv slash Busted Wide Open. You might want to be following the channel over there. Ooh, hint, hint. Wink, saying. wink. Coming soon. You heard it here first. I know there's less of you here that listen to this one, so I'm giving you guys a heads up first because you're patrons yeah. and because wink, you're wink. Li special listeners. Hit, hit, wink, wink. Twitch.tv slash Busted Wide Open. Uh, you can follow us anywhere we, we're at on social media. Come join us in the Discord. That is the place to be. We're seeing that community grow and grow. We love more and more of our community to come over and hang out in the Discord with us throughout the week for live chats. We've got Extreme Rules coming up. We've got Dominion happening tonight. We've got throwback chats over there with Mr. Andy Jessup and lots of other of the phenomenal ones. So all kinds of good stuff happening. Make sure you get into the Discord. And yeah, is BWO Federation coming back? 
no, no. Mm. More. Well, I mean, maybe, but but but. Well, else. not yet, but more yeah. soon. Just make sure you're following. I know you already are, yeah. Kyle. But yeah, thank but you. But at, at Nick, at, I think they made a point. It is episode number forty. That means yeah. BWO mailbag now. Now you're a man, a man, a man, man. man, man. man. That's right. <laughs> So let's get in and do these questions here. Yes, usually coming in last, but decided to to, to come to class early Flip and showed it. up first. Flip the script. Marshall showed up with the first today with, with condolences to Jacob Uhas. Uh First time being first, so what's up, fellas? We were introduced to the FDW, FTW Championship last Wednesday on Dynamite. So what would your favorite yes. made-up title be? For me, it would have to be Matt Tavin with his own custom Ring of Honor title claiming to be the real world champion after being cheated out of a win against Jay Lethal. Thanks to everyone, and hope 40 weeks of this isn't twisting your brain muscles too much. Ian, what is what is your favorite faux-slash-made-up title in the history of professional wrestling? That's easy. Million-dollar belt. Oh, that's a good one. Million-dollar championship. That's Can it be any other? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, it was a dollar sign studded with diamonds. I mean, that's just that's a classic. Like just I uh the hardcore championship that they made up and gave to Mick Foley. Damn it. Uh that's okay. You can still have the license plate one the Tommy Dreamer wore for a little bit there if you want. <sighs> okay. No, I was gonna do the hard the hardcore one was definitely mine. Yeah. yeah it's funny so people, it, people now. That, is think that about even it. a fake championship it, it was contested it was defended it was but at first it was because it, it was a way for vince mcmahon to mock mankind originally it was a yeah. made-up title it became a legitimate title uh much in the same like much like you know thank Moose's you hardcore current, holly right well and everyone else who, who right. made it a legitimate title like right it's one that became well, the million dollar title. Million dollar title ended up being defended and, and changing hands. Like th these are titles that, yes, they were made up. They were not like standard titles. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. Maybe Marshall means like they were made up by like, a wrestler, like the FTW title. And I, there's not a whole lot of those in wrestling history. Um, I mean, I know Moose is doing it now, but usually it's done where you've you know, uh, it, it happened in boxing. You know, where you've got someone who's the lineal champion, you have someone who's holding the belt, yeah. right? And you, then you have to unify them at some point. There's a lot of technicalities um, in boxing, dispute, undisputed, and all of those yeah. kinds of things. Is it was kind of born. Well, into that's that. the thing; it's it's rarely disputed in wrestling because right. it just keeps the storylines cleaner. <laughs> right. Right now, so every time Paul Heyman comes out, and goes undisputed. <laughs> and I'm right. Just like, um, who's this? Is Vince disputing some his own decisions, or? Yeah. <laughs> Is there is there someone else who's won a championship who's like, nope, I'm the real champ? Somebody no, in the back finger wagging, going, you know, uh, he didn't I'm actually the, win that. Well, you're the ever. universal champion, and I'm the WWE champion, so technically, I'm a bigger champ than you are. That would be disputed, right? right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, Moose right now is he disputed the Impact World Ch uh, Championship and said, no, I'm the TNA champion, so I'm a bigger deal. So right. it's that's happening right now, but. Um, if you're talking made-up belts, if you're talking belts that wrestlers made up, like vanity belts, um, and not ones where they actually like changed the existing title, like the spinner belt or anything like that, right. you know, yeah, I've got, I've got to say million-dollar belt. Yeah, mine's definitely the hardcore championship for sure. Fair enough. Thank you, Marshall. Next up, Billy. 
uh, asks, says, welcome back, Nick. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. Mm. Hope the R&R was as excellent as we hoped uh, it was and then some. It, it really made a difference. And I encourage everybody just to kind of check out for a, f- a few days if you can. If you get the opportunity, turn the phones off, turn the social media off. It's, it's one of the most I, – and I didn't discover it until 2016, I think, when I took my first vacation since high school, which is crazy to think about. Um, but it changed. I'm absolutely every year have to have some time, even if it's just going on a long road trip, just disconnect. Uh, it's must it's be, very must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. In the wake of hashtag speaking out, my question this week is this. Can you do hashtag speaking up today? Speak hmm. up about something a wrestler did to you or for you or really anything that warmed your heart or made you happy. Uh, many of the charities and Make-A-Wishes are awesome to me, and from a personal standpoint, when I bumped into Bobby Lashley at an old job, was just excellent. He was incredibly nice, cool, and humble. Always like the guy, but tons of respect for him for just being super cool to a simple nobody like myself. Stay phenomenal. So, Ian, uh, speak up about something a wrestler did to you or for you, um, or just something that warmed your heart and made you happy. You know, it's it's funny because like meeting a wrestler and having them be like a cool person. Um, I, I love those stories. It's actually a, a joke I always make where before I came to LA, it was always, who have you met? And yeah. once you get to LA, the question becomes, how are they? Because you meet, I mean, it's it's the weird thing about Los Angeles. There's so many well-known people here. That uh, you never see. Not even in wrestling, but like just in in all kinds of media that you bump into. Like I've, I've got stories for decades. Yeah. Um, little known fact that might blow some people's minds. I used to work for Michael Jackson. Wow. Um, I've got stories for, for, forever about famous people that I've met and like, and it's always in LA. It's, it's not, Hey, have you met so-and-so? Hey, you know, what famous people have you met? It's, Oh, you met so-and-so. Are they cool? Yeah. Because it's, that's what everyone focuses on is, are they a good person or not? And it's, it's tough because, you know, you can catch people on a bad day. You know, um, I've had Stephen Baldwin in my bar and he was an asshole to a couple of customers and I actually had to, to tell him to calm down and he was the coolest guy to me and explain everything that's going on. He was, he was having a bad day. But those people are going to remember him as being an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, that's the, and they're going to go tell stories about him being an asshole. So you, you really never know when you're catching somebody. Um, so just someone being a cool person is in and of itself always a story. Um, and it's always the ones I prefer to tell. I've definitely got a couple people that were a-holes. Thankfully, v- very few wrestling stories where like a wrestler was an, an a-hole. And if they were, every time I'm always like, ah, they were distracted. They had to do something else. You know, I wasn't their first concern and why should I be? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's always that. I don't have any real stories about wrestlers when it comes to charities or doing something, you know, good or special. I mean, yeah. um, other than what I'm hearing secondhand, you know what I mean? Uh, John nothing Cena, first person, yeah. Nothing first person I have as, as far as, as wrestlers and charity work per se. But obviously, like Nick, you and I have met a bunch of wrestlers in our time. And I, I'm really happy to say and really grateful to say that by and large like 99% have been awesome and even the ones that weren't awesome I wonder if it was kayfabe you know what I mean the one that sticks out to me is uh, one of the first times you took me to Reseda yeah 
and uh, it was hot. It was like August in the San Fernando Valley. It was probably 120 degrees in there, and I was keeping cool by drinking entire pitchers of terrible beer. And I yeah, think it, I got it was disgusting what you were four doing of them. And yeah. listen, I like beer, uh, but when you mix extremely hot temperatures and that much beer, just I'm drinking stuff just to say to stay wet and cold. Your entire uh, it looks like I climbed out of the swimming pool. That's how sweaty it was in the American Legion in Reseda in August. Um, but went outside and I got sick. I just drank too much beer and yacked it all up behind a dumpster and then came right back inside and stood in line to give Ricochet $20 for for a King Ricochet t-shirt. And then he took a picture with me and uh, did a bumper for for the show that you guys have heard before. This one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the... Now, when he did that, I was standing next to him. I'm a little bit taller than he is, and I'm obviously a much bigger dude than he is. I had to I had to stink like sweaty BO and beer vomit. And that man <laughs> so stood there, shook my hand, took my picture, did a bumper and was just the coolest cat and it stuck with me. It stuck with me for since ever since I had 2016 whenever that was. And man, it's it was that that's one that absolutely stuck out to me. Just how interpersonal all of these performers have to be they are public figures they have to do that and and some of these guys stood there for two hours after shows Mm -hmm. selling merch being doing fan service and a lot of that kind of stuff just because they love the fans and they love the environment especially in those tiny little indie facilities and things like that so that's the one thing that really stands out to me is just how good a lot of these guys and girls are for doing fan service type of things. If like you that. hear a bumper on our show from a wrestler, it's because they're a cool person. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that, that's, that could be an answer to my question right there to the question right there is if you hear a bumper on our show, it's because that wrestler was super cool and willing to take the time to, to talk to a fan and, and give them yeah. a bumper. Yeah. You know, and some of them have heard of us. Some of those hadn't, some of them yeah. hadn't, you know what I mean? Uh, and they were still cool enough to do it. Yep. So there you go. Yep. If you if you hear someone on our show giving a bumper, likely they're actually not likely. It's I'm telling you right now they were they were they were cool cool yep. person. Yep. So even even Jackson, think what you will about Jackson. He sent a really what you guys did. Jackson hear was Riker, the long yeah. winded message that you guys haven't heard that I might share with you guys on Patreon at some point. But just uh, saying Jackson you guys Riker's, are awesome, love the yeah. show. You know, Semper Fi, go Marines. Love to talk with you Jackson guys Riker about canceled. That canceled by everyone and it's two bags we got that we got the message from him and we were both just like dude what a cool guy yeah damn it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we also quick, have some fun ones that uh we're not so nice people but they're not on the we, show we're, as not, you said. we're not talking about them because we're, we're not giving them any any we're not we're, we're literally not promoting them at all we're not nope. even saying that saying their names yeah we're, we're, we're trying to be happy and positive that's why we're not even talking about it yeah so let's talk about our super chats real quick chris oh. 1978 five dollars uh, the, the chat was going off a little bit there about uh, we were talking about drummers before the show. Oh yeah, and uh, and and rock and roll people that passed away that made us sad. So Chris nine seventy eight said Lane on vocals, Dime on guitar, Vinny and Neil on drums. Vinny and Neil, you're gonna, I'm sorry, yeah. Vinny Paul and Neil Pert on drums. You crazy? Yeah. And Cliff that's, Burton. That's, that's uh, a little sorry. bit of oil and water. I don't know if that would mix. Vinny and Neil on drums and Cliff Burton on drums. I think he means on bass. On bass. That's yeah. a jam session in heaven. No kidding. Um, Jesus super Christ. Group. Yeah, you can keep your damn Yankees. I'll, I'll keep that super group forever. Jesus. That is one hell of a super group. 
<laughs> Lane and Chris Cornell on vocals, and you and you have my 100%. Uh, huh. I'm with you there. Good point. He also put another $5 super chat in and said, beer is good, beer is good, let's go get some beer. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's mantra whenever he went to Reseda. Yes. Oh. Uh, must, very thirsty, must, must hydrate. Yeah. I just used the wrong substance. Oh, thank you very much, Billy. And if you guys have some of these uh, speaking ups that you would like to share uh, in Discord or in the Facebook group, please throw them out there. Billy, feel free to start a thread in either place or both if you'd like to. Uh, thank you very much. Next up, Martin asks, I hope you both are well. Same to you, Martin. Hope you're doing Amen. well over the across the pond, brother. Uh, you have to set up three matches, a tag match, a singles match, and a woman's match. Uh, all the matches are between retired wrestlers and current wrestlers. They can be from any promotion ever. And go. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, you first. Rock and Roll Express versus the Young Bucks. I mean, that's kind of a given. <laughs> See, the Young Bucks are kind of the modern Rock and Roll Express. Uh... Wow. I would also like to see uh, 1988 Ric Flair, prime Nature Boy, NWA World's Champion, Nature Boy Ric Flair. How about the Four Horsemen versus FTR and the, and the Young Bucks? Since we just saw FTR and the Young Bucks this week. That wouldn't be bad at all. FTR and the Young Bucks versus the Four Horsemen. Yeah, put it in my freaking eye holes. Mm-hmm. All day. Mm-hmm. All day long. Wow. Wow. Just Singles match. I know I do this Part all of me the time. wishes Rick wasn't tied at the hip to WWE because he could go over there and do a little cameo with Arn and Tully. What? Oh, God. That's what I'm saying. I, I would melt into a puddle three on the four. floor. Man. Uh, I would love to see Rick in a in his prime versus uh, somebody else in their prime right now. A Drew McIntyre, a Seth Rollins, an AJ Styles, Kazuchika um, Okada, a Cody, Kazuch. Oh Jesus Christ, Cody <laughs> or uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Nature Boy Ric Flair from '88. Good Lord, right? Yeah, I uh, women's match. That's that's one of the easiest ones for me. I I'd love to see what what did we say? A, a, someone who's retired? Oh no, wait. That's not easy. Woman versus Charlotte. I, I don't know. I'm throwing that one out there. If I had to pick. By the uh, way, which four horsemen do we mean? I, I should probably clarify this so people don't yell at us. Do we mean Ole Anderson or do we mean uh, Barry Windham? Uh, I'm going to go Barry Windham. I, I am too. That's the. I think that's better, yeah, but Ole would be fun too. Sure. Sure. Uh, how about you, man? Those those are mine. Um. Well, I gave you my Men, tag one. I, men's I and up, women's. I up the eight-man tag. Um, singles match. I, I gave that. I said Flair Okada, but uh, um, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah um, it's not bad. <laughs> Steamboat Seth Rollins. Oh, I'll go left field. I'll go oh, left field. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Steamboat yeah. Seth Rollins, sick. Um, Macho Man versus Jericho. Andre the Giant Keith Lee. <laughs> uh, maybe young Andre, seventies Andre, seventies Andre. That'd be sick. Except that he wouldn't. Keith would lose. Andre didn't lose. Um, and a women's match. See, women's is no. Uh, oh, oh, no, no, no. Um, 
women's match. Uh, Manami Toyota versus Io Shirai. Mm. Oh, man, yes. Wow. Wow. That's that'd be a really yeah, good one. That would I mean that would lights out. Or Asuka, you know. So Brian in the chat said Molly Holly versus Nikki Cross in a hardcore match. Yes. Sold. Sir. I'm in. Sold. I'm in. Sold. Uh, last woman standing match. Nikki's showing that she's good at those. Yeah. Not Thank you very that. much, Martin. That was a really good question. Oh, uh, that, that's a much better no, that's a bunch better. Keith Lee versus Bam Bam Bigelow is oh, a yeah, far in, better one. In. Done. Done. One of the original Big men that could do things big men can't do versus the modern big man that does what big men shouldn't be able to do. Done. Kyle, brilliant. Yep. Bam. Kagetsu Bam. versus Sasha Bam. Banks would be a. Yeah, I know. I can't believe Kagetsu retired. So mad about that. Oh, uh, thank you very much, Martin. Uh, next up, Brandon asks Hey, fellas, got a big one today. Uh oh. Mm -mm. Oh, boy. Uh, are we ready for this one? Brace I just yourself. quickly sped read it, and this is. Oh, boy. I've been doing a rewatch of the MCU movies all the way from First Avenger to Spider-Man Far From Home. Hope you're using the official concession stand order, by the way, Brandon. Uh, my question oh, oh is, God. take all the key superhero, if you know, you know, you know. Okay, all right. Uh, all the superheroes from Avengers Endgame and recast them. Wow, we could be here all day. Uh, yeah, with WWE superstars <laughs> past and present. Listen, it's so Brock Lesnar is Thanos. Twenty no, no, films. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Brock Lesnar is Thanos. Yep, that's just a given. Uh, John Cena, Captain America. Yep. Um, what do you think? Kofi Kingston is Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole is Ant Man. <laughs> I was gonna say Drake Maverick, but okay. <laughs> Um, let's see. Or should Cody be Captain America? See, I, I was thinking of Cody as uh, Iron Man. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a fast talking Tony Stark kind of kind of thing. Uh, Chris says Jericho. That's not a bad one either. Jericho is what? Tony Stark. Young Jericho is Tony Stark would be good. Young yeah. Jericho. Y2J. Modern Jericho, not so much. Yeah, like yeah, like Y two J Jericho or like Ralph is He's Jericho. He's just flying every around everybody, ca calling everybody stupid idiots and idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sold. Seth um, Rollins is Loki. That's a good one. Drew McIntyre <laughs> dye his hair blonde, and he's Thor. Oh man, we say Chad, Seth Rollins. Chad Seth Gable Rollins is Loki as uh, Star Lord. <laughs> uh, Hornswoggle okay. is Rocket Raccoon. Okay. Um, Batista as uh, Drax the Destroyer. And. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, being cheap. Womp womp. Uh, or should Triple H be Thor? N um, hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think, okay, what else? We got Spider-Man. We got Spider-Man. Who's Spider-Man? Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <sighs> Who's young enough? To you know be what? I'm going to retract my previous statement. Uh, Chad Gable oh. is Spider-Man. No, no. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, okay. Um, so he's still Star-Lord. Right. He's still Star-Lord. No, no, no. Spider-Man is... Um, uh, 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 no, no, not, not Mark Andrews. Um, 
Jack Gallagher? Oh, God, no. Spider-Man was never a rapist. Fair. <laughs> we said Mark Andrews, and I was thinking, of, never mind. All right. No, 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 no. Um, they're not Travis Banks either, for God's sake. They've been canceled. Don't you know? Oh, uh, God damn it. I, you said Mark Ricochet's, Andrews. Ricochet is Spider-Man. That's Sold. a really good one. Sold. Done. Done. I was going to say Tyler Bate, but I, I do like Ricochet better. Who am Groot? Who am Groot? <laughs> Who am Groot? Who am uh, Groot? Braun Strowman. D- nice. Nice. Braun Strowman is Groot. Um, what other Marvel characters are there? Okay, Black Widow. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Um, who else is there? Uh, we need who else Hawkeye. Is Endgame? Hawkeye. Damien Priest. <laughs> no, Hawkeye actually knows how to draw, draw a bow. That's the difference. Um, we got to do Vision, Scarlet Witch. Um, oh my God, so many to go. Yeah, just keep. We got to keep going. Uh, oh uh, my God, uh, Bucky. Bucky. Uh, yeah, the oh, Winter Soldier. The Winter oh my Soldier. God. Uh, we got to do Howard Stark. We got to uh, do what? Howard Stark. He's not even one of the major we characters. Do Agent, uh, what's her name? Peggy. Agent Colson. Oh, Agent, oh. N- oh, Agent Colson. Yeah, we got to do. <laughs> we got to oh, no. do We're gonna uh, be Nick here all Fury. Day. We're going to be here all day. I know. I know. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, I think that's enough. <laughs> uh, I'm calling it. Now, who's Nick Fury? Who's Nick Fury? You got to get Nick Fury. Jay Lee. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Comes out like Macho Man every so often. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh man. All right, guys, let's keep this one going in uh, in Discord oh, or on geez. Facebook. I like this one. Uh, keep those keep those answers coming, Brandon. If you're if you're hearing this, listen. Post that uh, in uh, in Facebook. That's a good one. Uh, next up, Yardy asks, uh, hello, lovelies. Oh, Moxley, Moxley is Hawkeye. Moxley is Hawkeye. Sorry. That's, yeah, because of the, well, okay. Yeah, that's not bad I, either. He's got a home life with a nice wife, but then he goes out and is a psychopath. I just Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I'm going to do this all day. I love this yeah, one. I, this I, one I know. I, can, I know. I we'll never get this done if we don't move on. <laughs> Trying to move us on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Go on. I hope it, Yardy Damn says, it, hello, Brandon. lovelies. I hope everybody's having a great day. Hello, I need Yardy. some help. I just bought a ring, and I want to propose for my girlfriend. Whoa. But I get, I, I'm feeling a little, little, little butterflies right now. But I get yeah, nervous but. really quickly, and I don't want to f up the moment. Do you guys have any advice or any tips to make it a really special moment? Also, I want to thank you guys and everybody from the group for being amazing. Thank you, Yardy, and thank you for sharing this. Okay. Yeah, uh, with us, dude. Congratulations. Um, oof. Uh, have any advice? Own the moment. Don't be scared. Be confident. Because that will come through in the proposal. Because if you if it comes across as you're not sure, she might read into that. Don't scare the man. Jesus. I'm not scaring no. the man. But be excited. You know? But enjoy the mo- enjoy the fact that you're doing this. Enjoy, own it. Man. Like enjoy it, right? Yeah. I know what you, I know what you're saying. I also know that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, uh, it's gonna be a, a little, a, a, it's gonna be a terrifying moment, and I, and I, yeah. props to him for, for going for it. Um, I have what I like to call that are man in the mirror moments, right? And if you, 
if you can look in the mirror and tell yourself that you are 100% absolutely ready and committed to do this, you'll have no problems. If not, maybe talk well, about it the thing to think to, The thing to think about in the moment is how much you love this woman. Yep. And while you think about that, ask her. And that's really all that it comes down to. Is, is if you have in your mind who she is to you, what she means to you, as you ask, then that's going to come out. It's genuine. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're not thinking about all the possibilities and all the, everything else, it's just, it's just concentrating on who's standing, who's standing in front of you and how you feel about them. Yep. Um, that being said, in terms of making it a special moment, um, I mean, that's pretty much up to your creativity. If you want to, like, it's, it's always recommended to, you know, find a beautiful place for it, whether it be in nature or like someplace that's special to you too. Because remember, yeah. remember, wherever you do this, will forever be that's the spot where we where I did this. So make sure it's someplace that you're going to want to come back to or you're going to want to think of fondly. And that's going to be a lifelong memory. So if it's, you know, you're, you guys are going for a hike and it's on a mountain or whatever, you know what I mean? Or if it's, if it's at a the sizzler, special place. You know? Not a sizzler. <laughs> Where's it? You, the romance of Nick Howell. Yes. Hey, honey, I got you a $9.99 all you can eat. Will you marry me? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, better advice given by Jess in the Super yes. Chat. Five bucks. Thank you very much, Jess, for helping guide Yardy here. Uh, remember what about her makes you smile. Exactly. Because then you'll smile when you're doing it yeah. involuntarily. Um, but it's not like that's the thing. The, I think that I don't want to sit here and tell Yardy to just concentrate on the moment because then he's going to actually be doing it and be like, what did they tell me to do? <laughs> and thinking about it, like, don't don't think about it too much. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to I don't want to book your engagement here. But, uh, at, you know, at the same time, like, Yardy, you know, you know what she thinks is special. You know what um, are beautiful moments for her. Like the stuff that she likes, you know. Uh, <laughs> Chris said, "I proposed to my wife at Arrowhead Stadium, dude. If that's a place that you guys both have good times at, if you guys enjoy going there together, and you can make it a thing where, like, you, every time you go back there, like, oh, we we got engaged here, then, dude, it doesn't have to be on a freaking mountaintop. It could be wherever is special for you guys. Like, whatever whatever she feels is special. Yeah. You know what I mean." Yeah, so whatever you guys do together that is it's make sure that it's I would say make sure that if it's, it's something that's very special to her or special to the two of you together and exactly. do it there, right? If and you if like hiking, climb up Half Dome and make a trip out of it and then at the top. I don't think he's anywhere well, near Half Dome. Nick. No, he's in uh Finland or Norway, uh, one of the two. I'm, one of the he's oh, over Belgium? there somewhere, I'm not sure. Belgium yes. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, Yardi, we we, I, we forgot where you're from. Sorry. Remind us. Um but uh, yeah, he's a fair away from Half Dome. But there's lots of very beautiful stuff over there. I know. Um, that being said, yeah, exactly. Like, and if Sizzler is the place you guys are, that 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 works for you guys, then I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to diss it earlier. Maybe totally. Sizzler, some people. Who place. doesn't love Sizzler? I their steaks are crap. All right, fine. And he, I'm, yes, I'm you're right. Steak. He he is in Belgium. I just looked. Okay, ha <laughs> ha. You win. One right here. Um. Yeah, just at the end of the day, dude, congratulations. Enjoy yes. it. Um, and best of luck. And let us know how it goes. Yeah, definitely. We, I need all the juicy juicy tea now, man. Love to, we need all the, the details. So keep us posted. Uh, and good luck. Break a leg. Yeah. All that good stuff, don't, man. Don't break a leg. Don't, only, 
You don't want to be thing in a we cast. say in L.A. It's a thing. That's a Hollywood thing. <laughs> okay, Hollywood. Don't, don't, break your, All right. don't break your leg, please. All right. uh, good luck, Yardy. All the best, best man. Luck. Seriously. Uh, next up, Mike asks, what's up, gents? Been a listener for a few years, but a recent addition to the Phenomenal Ones. Welcome, up, Mike. Mike. Yes, Welcome. I'm honored to be part of the best wrestling community in the world. Uh, yeah. My question is, what is your favorite Stone Cold moment of all time and why? <laughs> favorite Stone Cold moment. How is it not everyone's answer, the King of the Ring speech? Oh, that's not mine. That's a great moment. 316 speech is great. That's he doesn't great. exist without that. Okay, not most important Stone Cold moment. Your oh, favorite? favorite? Your oh. favorite. Oh, okay. The one that you always go, oh, dude, that Stone Cold moment was the best. I mean, without without cheating and without looking up, um, you know, it's, you know what mine is. Now that I'm thinking about these, there was the one. Was it him that poured the cement into Vince's Corvette? Or was I that Rock? I believe so. No, that was him. It was the antics with him and McMahon that always happened in their cars. And there was the one where he was leaving the building and Vince was coming in in his limo and he just gave him the finger and Vince like popped up like a Muppet out of his sunroof and God damn it, Austin, I'll get you, you know, almost like cartoonish in a way. And, and Stone Cold just peels out and drives off. But the pouring cement into Vince's new Corvette might be the top one for me that I just went, oh shit. Those, those are, yeah. I, I'm, there's certainly all of the different ones that you can cite the beer truck, you can cite the guitar, you can all this stuff. But yeah, the ones with him and Vincent, something to do with the cars, always made me the happiest. What about you, Ian? Um, Royal Rumble 97, checking the watch. When he's in the ring and he beats people so quickly, he gets up on the turnbuckle and has his wrist taped. Yeah. And he's checking his watch. It's like, where's the next person? Checking the watch. Um, that, obviously, like just all of the antics, the beer truck, the the time that he uh, became the president of the company and the whole thing where he was like going through all the offices and like telling everyone what to do. Um, the And, of course, you can't forget when he was a heel and he was singing Kumbaya on the guitar and it was horrible. Just everything with him and Kurt when they were both heels was absolutely Lights out brilliant. Just brilliant. Um, I'm sure if I really just sat and thought about it, I'd come up with a ton more. But the, the, when I, when I, like, I've got to go with the check in the watch. That yeah. was the moment he became cool to me. Like he went well, from apparently being like, the one for Chris 1978 was the what, what? chance, uh, as he put $2 in the super chat. Thank you, Chris. What? Uh, what? 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 Ruined wrestling. Nearly ruined wrestling, that damn what chant. When but, Stone Cold does it, it's brilliant. When the audience but, does it, I want to die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, recent favorite Stone Cold moment, him and MJF getting into it on his podcast. Ooh, I didn't hear that. You never heard MJF on the Stone Cold podcast? No. Everybody go download this. He, he and MJF do a little work at the end of MJF's appearance on his podcast, and it's fantastic. 
what, that's it's fantastic. That's going. I didn't know that even <laughs> you took asked, place. Oh that's going. That's going on the. Oh my God! What are we? Ever, okay, stop the show. We're going to go listen to all. Going to go listen to this right now. That note uh, is getting written right now. Yeah, <laughs> I will it's listen to fantastic. that tonight. Oh, uh, it's such it's such great work. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, uh, it's so I, much I'm fun. In. Yeah. So Thank you very that. much, Mike, and welcome Thank to the you, community. Mike. Thank you for the kind Thank words. You very much. Really man. appreciate it. Uh, next up, Kyle. Good old Kyle. Kyle. Yes. Oh, forgive my this long-winded one here. Originally, I was going to ask about how you feel how Raw was improved under Bruce Pritchard and how he's cleaned up a lot of the issues I was pointing out back in early May with Heyman's throw something at the wall and hope it sticks approach. But then SmackDown happened with that mid-2000s bikini contest nonsense <laughs> disguised as karaoke that was an insult to those four talented women. Wish I didn't have to say that because I know Bruce hates those kinds of segments based off his podcast, but feel free to answer that original question if you want and what could be improved after four weeks. But after that SmackDown, which I'm partially excusing like 5% because of Friday's being shorthanded, mm-hmm. I'll ask instead that if MVP's The Hurt Business is to turn into a new nation of domination, how would you book it from here to Mania? Who would you have join, and how do you think people would react to the new nation of domination given everything that has gone on this summer? See, that's the thing. I don't think it should be the new nation of domination. I think Agreed. it should be a faction, a faction of capable wrestlers. They don't all have to be African-American. I think, and I think right. that's reductive, and I think it's actually one thing that I would improve about Raw um, is that whole scene right there where it is MVP and Apollo and Lashley and Ricochet and Cedric. Um, I would have it you know, throw in Angel Garza and Andrade. Uh, throw in, I don't know if Austin Theory is still with Seth or not. He's been gone for a couple of weeks. I assume he is. Uh, but throw someone else in there who doesn't have anything else going on. You know? Um, if Kevin Owens gets, gets done with Seth Rollins and stuff, have him go over there. As far as who could join MVP, um, I definitely like the idea of him and Lashley right now, but I don't know who else I would turn to join him because Apollo's a face... Ricochet and Cedric are faces, but to be honest, um, you know, it you could turn Ricochet and Cedric, and it'd probably be the best thing for their characters right now. But he could go get Vink and Thorn, who we haven't seen on TV in a while, who were having that Ooh. feud with Ricochet and Cedric for a minute there. And if you had uh, MVP Lashley, Vink and Thorn, and then maybe like Bianca Belair joins up with them, you got a faction that has my attention. Instead of Vink and Thorn, I was thinking something else. Okay. Who who finds pleasure in hurting people? Um, one Timothy Thatcher. Oh, you're gonna call him up already? I'm gonna call Thatcher up and put him alongside Bobby Lashley as sort of the. Here's the thing: they have very on the nose had MVP going around and interviewing and questioning or recruiting is the right word I should use. Uh, all of the African-American superstars on Raw. You're right. It's getting a little bit... mm, It's making it feel like it's going Nation of Domination direction because they're basically targeting all of the black superstars. I I agree. I would like it to be... Let's talk to Andrade. I know Dog Ziggler. Exactly. Dog Ziggler is not happy. Dog Ziggler is curious why MVP has not come in and asked him to be part of his new Hurt Business faction. But I would love to see MVP going around and talking to other, um, other superstars... That, that are, but I, I want them to be like Bobby Lashley in that they're big dudes and they're very capable of doing a lot of damage 
And the one guy that comes to mind right now is, is Timothy Thatcher. Mm. It's a good mm. point. The thing is, and, and so d the thing that Dog Ziggler is getting all mad about over here is he was never a fan of the Nation of Domination, uh, largely because it was built as a satire of you know black power activism. The Black Panthers, yeah. And black, the Black Panthers. And if you actually look at some of the speeches that Farouk was giving at the time, um, he was giving very impassioned speeches about how African-Americans were treated in WWE, but he was being sold as the heel and booked as the heel. Yeah. So it was a really almost like a foreigner heat kind of thing in a way. Yeah, it felt, no, it that's felt that way. It was, it was, it was actually that's a very, I think, unpleasant part of WWE's history. Like that was a really not a not good booking and not a good look for them at all. And that's a that's a that's a very, um, uh, I don't I don't look back fondly at Nation of Domination. I look back fondly at the people who were in it and yep. where they went with that. Um, but the fact that it was a heel faction and the way that they were playing it is um, obviously very out of touch. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't work these days. And I think that's one thing that Kyle's kind of hinting, hinting at here is um, how do you think people would react to the new nation of domination? You couldn't have them be heel. I think the New Day is the closest thing to the new nation of domination that you're going to get, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, and they started off as, as heel preachers and they've made themselves into very much their own thing. Where it is those three guys' personalities and their characters. I couldn't but even they went give out you there. a concise description of what New Day's sort of what they what, what they they're are. what they it's are. Just them. They're just New it's Day just, at this point. Yeah. But they went out there, took a knee, and threw the fists up, and that's the first time we've seen that in WWE since Nation of Domination. And now it's on like probably the biggest, not probably the biggest babyface tag team or faction in WWE. That's so, a good point. The, and they're, the, they're, they're wearing the armbands and, and that's everything, what I'm too. Yeah. So if we're talking about Nation of Domination specifically, I think that New Day is kind of the, the new, more uh, open-minded look at that, like more educated look at that, um, because it's happened organically. And I think MVP, if he does like a hurt business thing, I love the idea of him organizing a group of dudes that are just there to hurt people. Um, but I don't think that it should be looked at as a new quote nation of domination because that was a that was a troublesome gimmick back in the day yeah and it you know to, to jay's point in the chat it did give us godfather delo brown uh rock farouk all of like we did get a lot of godfather. personalities out of that yeah so at the same time i'm i'm like well factions can sometimes do mid carters good it can give them bigger bigger personas and bigger careers off the back of it I'm thinking of who could stand side by side with Bobby Lashley and be as much of a threat as he possibly could. He is terrifying as him. Yeah, that's who I want under MVP. I don't want him to go out and just recruit everybody like he's kind of been doing with Apollo and Ricochet and Cedric and like oh, I, I just I want him to go find oh if he's going to build something called the Hurt Business, I want it to be a business of hurting people. And if that's if. if like Rocky, we gonna have to throw, learn some hurting bombs. We got to throw some hurt bombs. Timothy Thatcher side by side with Bobby Lashley is something I could strongly get behind because those two dudes right now just have nothing but piss and vinegar running through their veins. They're just mad and they want to hurt people, and I I'm, love that. Not mad at that. Good idea. Thank you very much, Kyle. Uh, next up, Austin asks, "Hey guys, been a minute, Austin. It's good to see you, man. What's up, man? Welcome back." Uh, because I'm a huge fan of Nick booking. What? Oh, wait, never mind. Come on. 
It's good to see you again, Austin. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I figured I'd ask the genius himself. Oh, God. You're going to give oh, him a... Oh, here's no. my ego getting What stroked. are you doing to him? Stop it. Yes. Stop it. Uh, uh, ask him a booking question. Now that Keith Lee has both belts and Undisputed is goldless, mm. what tinfoil hat ideas do you think are going down the pipeline in the next few months? Love the bonus episodes, and they were even better when things you predicted happened. And we slowly saw in question life. Slowly. Hashtag let, let the Nick booking in. Oh, my God. Uh, PS t-shirt idea for those that love Nick booking. Um, so it's funny. The we thing that I already predict- have that. We kind of already have like the let Nick booking yeah, you, in. I survived Nick booking. Um, the only other concept that uh-huh. I, I kind uh-huh. of came up with that we were tossing around get a, for come, you. Can get a t-shirt. We can get. Uh, yeah, can there you go. On, please come on t-shirts. Yeah, you can buy them right now. Uh, do exclamation merch in the chat. You get a link, or you can find it in there somewhere. Um, the only other concept that I had before I go into the other thing was I wanted to do a spinoff of X-Files where it's I want to believe. But I, I think that, that catchphrase is trademarked by you think? X-Files. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got I survived Nick booking. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, off the Keith Lee thing, as we were going into that and setting all of that stuff up a couple of weeks ago, I was like... <gasps> Yeah, and we had the carrying cross interactions and things like that. It was it was Nick booking two weeks ago as a joke that Keith Lee was going to be the one to beat Adam Cole, and he would drop the North American and go on to face carrying cross and debut at the Royal Rumble in six months. That's kind of looking like it might actually happen now. Um, I also, off the back of that, said that I think Undisputed Era is going to go through a breakup angle. We're gonna we're gonna have something fall apart. Roddy is losing his shit right now over trunks. Adam Cole is going to be down in the dumps because his long reign is over. And Bobby Lat- Bobby Lat- Bobby Fish is getting old. And Kyle O'Reilly, we haven't seen him uh, in a long-ass time. So there's a lot to work with there for a breakup angle that they could figure out how to properly tell it. It was brilliant the way they told it coming up. And I think it's going to be equally brilliant the way that they tear it down. So also, you, Ian, you said something on the main show a little bit ago that they could go up there and just be four rascally rascals running roughshod uh, over, kind of uh, all over the main roster. I, I swear think to God, if anyone else says rough shot like Adam Cole likes to do, it's rough shod. Rough shod is the proper Fine. way of saying that, just for everyone. It's a Fine. it's a horse. It's a horse reference. Fine. <sighs> Go on. No, that's that's. I, I think we're going to see Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, and I think it's very likely you could see Cameron Grimes contending for the new to be the new North American Championship or champion, and that we could we're going to see a breakup angle with Undisputed Era. That's that's my Nick booking for the next probably six months of NXT. Brian actually has an interesting thing in the chat here. He said, uh, if they don't break up Undisputed Era, they have the potential to be Nexus done right. And that's an interesting idea. That, that's kind of what I was saying in terms of them coming up and being a faction, like a bunch of jackals, yeah. right? Um, have them come up, take people, people out, and then escape into the night. Just don't have a John Cena bury them and... You've got something there. Yeah. The problem is, you know who else had that possibility? Sanity. <laughs> you saw that happen. So, but you've got really a mouthpiece about- on the level with CM Punk and Adam Cole. Well, that, but this that is the could thing. go out and deliver some of that. Everything is all about how they're handled. It True. always is. You've got the talent. You have the talent there in Sanity. It's just a matter of if main roster wants to get behind them. If they want to commit to them, like they did the Shield. You know, like the shield was supposed to go the way of Nexus. They were supposed to lose that match to John Cena. And they said, no, you you can't do us dirty like that. And they stood up to them and, and the and they said, Okay, you we won't have you lose, and look where we at now. Yeah. If the shield had lost that first match 
and been done the way Nexus had, if they hadn't believed in them, then they, would they have still been the shield? You've got, like, if the main roster, if the booking of the main roster, if Vince wants to get behind Undisputed Era coming up as a faction, they're made in the shade. If he wants to have them come up and then be the latest sacrifice to you know, Super Drew or Super Roman or whoever, thanks, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for Ky- playing. Kyle put it brilliantly in the chat. He says, no, no, the Nexus where everyone is actually a star, unlike the Nexus. The Nexus, everyone could have been a star. Yeah, that's actually. the irony. If you go back and look at the Nexus, everyone either was a, either became a star or could have been a star. You had Ryback, Wade Barrett, you had uh, Daniel Bryan, Justin Gabriel should have been a star. Like there was, there was a lot of people in the Nexus that should have been as big. I mean, if you, they were at the level that Seth and Roman and Dean were when they came in as the, as the Shield. I loved Bad News Barrett. Him ba- banging the gavel later. and going, I yeah, got some bad was news. Later. Of course you did. Oh, I loved that stuff. Anyway, yeah, the, all of those guys uh, had so much potential, and it just it felt bungled. Anyway, oh, thank you very much, Austin. Uh, continue believing in the Nick booking. Please. Uh, next up, Xander, Mr. Xander Gabriel, who I, ha- I hear is doing a special event. He's uh, doing check a special the Facebook event, yeah. group. Yeah, yeah. Um, the breaker, the breaker of gains. Yes says, hey, fellas, first, would you please remind me what day of the week and where do I watch the YouTube daily news segments? Uh, that is uh, every day at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. And you can find them around 5 p.m. Eastern. You will get a notification if you've got your notification set to all. Or if you're in the Discord, you will get a notification via Discord. But we do do, the, do them as premieres so that we can do the live chat while we're all watching it together. So... Make sure you set a note in your calendar if you guys would like to. We put them up every day, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. All right. Uh, second, company people are arguing ratings. Can you explain mm-hmm. the demographic arguments and what good ratings are? It's a lot of info and appears people twist specific statistics in their favor. Ah, uh, the nature Jericho. of statistics. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, and this is the thing. So this is, I think his question is coming from the fact that Jericho and Tony Khan have been stirring the pot lately about NXT beating them in overall numbers, uh, but them winning in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is a newer metric um, in terms of advertising revenue that they're able to look at these days. It used to be just flat numbers in the 90s, which is why a lot of people still like in the wrestling business. Even Kevin Nash was was tweeting at Jericho, being like, "Dude, I had no idea that it wasn't straight about the numbers pulling in money um, for your overall overall revenue." Your overall revenue is actually determined by the amount of uh, money advertising uh, advertisers are willing to pay for your show. And advertisers are more interested in capturing certain markets. And those markets are usually defined by age groups. So when WWE says, yeah, we, did, we had more overall people watching our show, yes, that's a good thing. But when AEW says, well, we had more 18 to 49-year-olds watching our show, that's also a good thing, and it may actually mean that ultimately AEW as a property is worth more for that time period than NXT. So it is actually, when they're going to snipe back and forth about that, they're both right and they're both wrong. Like, but it ultimately comes down to who is getting paid more by advertisers, and part of that is also perception. And so having them yeah. put all that out there and being like, see, we're better because we're getting this demo um, – is part of them selling themselves to those advertisers. Yeah. You know, the 
honestly, like Nick, you and I are somewhat limited when it comes to our area of expertise being the ratings and, and breaking down all these numbers and really getting into the nitty gritty of, the, of these statistics. I tend to take my cues from this on from, from Dave Meltzer because he's actually been a numbers guy for nearly 40 years. And that guy is the guy that's kept all the receipts and can tell you exactly how much money something drew and how much money something's worth and what's a better metric to have at different time periods in history. Yeah. So say what you will about his opinions on matches and his rating system. When it comes to actually the numbers of a show and breaking down what ratings means and who watched what when and what that means for the show, um, he's a really, really good, smart guy to listen to about that. Yeah, so, and fortunately I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So I'll give you a real concrete example. Um, <laughs> home, homework assignment, if you're really curious about this, go watch... Uh, any any given weekday, go watch Family Feud targeting that older demographic, right? So when you say you do better in the 18 to 49 demographic, you're getting Papa John's, Mountain Dew, video games, consoles, all of those things because you're targeting that specific age range, which, funny enough, is mo you'd think it was the younger crowd, but it's mostly the 30-somethings with too much disposable income is really who they're targeting. Um, so th at the end of the day, it's really about, are you going to, is your show going to be able to go to GlaxoSmithKline or Pfizer and you're, are you going to be selling ads for their new prescription drugs they're coming out with? Or are you going to be able to go to Sony and be able to sell ads at a higher premium for the new PlayStation 5 or the latest video game or Mountain Dew or Shakaroni pizza from Papa John's? Things like that. Uh, that's that's the real sort of concrete side of it that you have to think about is who do you think those advertisers want to spend money to target? Right. And that's where the viewership numbers come from in those demographics. So. If we start seeing more erectile dysfunction pills coming for NXT because they tend to dominate in the, in the over 50s, you'll know why. Because <laughs> right. those are the advertisers that are willing to spend the most on that demographic. By the way, I would eat so, the shit out of the shakaroni pizza. It looks amazing. I love pepperoni okay. pizza. Oh, my God. Anyway. The, the point being is that we don't know how much revenue they're making from the advertisers at this point, and that's really going to be the, the tell in, um, in who's doing better. But at the end of the day, both programs just want to keep existing on their respective channels, and AEW for TNT is doing a great job. Yeah. TNT yep. is very happy with the numbers that AEW is putting up, Given everything else, the money that's bringing in, the views that it's getting, the demographic that it's controlling on that night, they're in the top 10 of the demographic. I believe they were top seven this last week of that 18 to 49 demographic. When you think of all the cable channels there are, if you're number seven, you're doing okay. You're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, NXT was down in the 30s for that demographic. So that tells you how big of a difference there is between the two in that more lucrative demographic great american bash 2 this week on nxt we're presented to you with limited commercials thanks to mountain dew and papa john's and papa john's and mountain dew and mountain dew and papa john's and papa sure. john's and shakaroni and papa john's all throughout the show yeah but hey limited commercials right got a nice little sponsorship there yeah but that's but that's something where they're taking a bit of a hit on the money that they could make to try and put on a better program to draw people to their program so uh, line drive Kyle in the chat $5 he says kind of interesting the commercial free main events for NXT was USA's proposal that shocked me well they're, they're because they're trying to jump those numbers they're trying to, they're trying to boost those numbers and it worked yeah. it worked they did get people to come over and watch the show 
Um, and they were more enjoyable because there weren't commercials breaking up the, the main events. Yeah. So. That's it. That's all ratings are. It's sales. Yeah. It's, it's just sales and target audiencing, uh, audience and targeting. I, and again, you know, we're, we're the Holiday Inn kind of armchair uh, people describing that. But like, like I said, if you really want to get some in-depth stuff, Dave Meltzer does some great breakdowns of that stuff. And he's, he's yep. I, will, I will fully admit that he's way more uh, history and experience and um, is better at looking at numbers than I am. Like, so he, he has a much better analysis than I think we can provide. It's why we don't really get into ratings as much as we do on the programs. We, we note that they're there. We give you like a basic overview, but like to really get down to nitty gritty, um, that's definitely Dave is a, Dave's the way to go. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, Thank next you, up, Josh asks, uh, since I think it's going to happen, how would you book an Adam Cole AEW debut? Uh, do you see any of the other undisputed guys going over as well? Also, good luck, Yardy. Make us proud. <laughs> Send in some positivity towards Yardy. Seriously. I hear you, Josh. Um, I don't think Adam Cole is going to AEW. No. But if he did, how would we book it? I mean, there's, See, I, I, there's no room over there right now. There isn't, but what if you had a mysterious figure who was targeting the Young Bucks and the Elite, messing with them? Man. There was like, there was like, like kind of like what they did with the Dark Order with the, um, uh, the Exalted One, but it was like a, um, a million-dollar man money figure. He held that WWE money he was spending. To uh, to like throw like he was buying mercenaries to throw themselves at him or like screw up matches or whatever, um, and it was all a master plan to demoralize them and split them up, and then finally it's revealed that the mastermind is Adam Cole and he's actually um, so, like actually bought into the company and has actually become Tony Khan's number one guy, while all of them well, well Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega and everyone else was screwing up their jobs and. Uh, Adam Cole basically inserted himself as being the new top guy in AEW behind the scenes. Um, so you, don't have to, you, don't have to strap, you don't have to strap him. You don't have to put belts on him. But he becomes like a power broker. I th- and this might be controversial to say, but please don't read into it too much. I know it's going to happen, so I'm going to say it anyway. I think Adam Cole has the mic skills and potential that CM Punk did. It's one of the the big things that yeah, just just not the hair up his ass, right? Not quite not quite as angry. Well, but he does have that kind of angst, and he's he's just kind of mad at the world, but he's arrogant enough to <laughs> I don't care, I'm Adam Cole, baby, and just CM Punk. CM Punk uh, had a very nice cadence. I, I, Adam Cole, whenever he talks, he he always kind of does this. Does a little bit of like a a, a Shatner before a lot of his <laughs> stuff. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Yes. That's really good. And, 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 and you think you think that you think that you have my number, Keith Lee, but 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 here's the thing, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. As, as what I guess where I was going with this is, I could see an Adam Cole coming on to just about any wrestling promotion. But, but the fact of the matter is, yeah. sorry, just had to do a classic. But, but, but what, you, what you really have to understand. No, I could see him going on to AEW and being just coming out and just tearing everything down, being a huge. Just clucking, just talking constantly, getting himself into situations that he couldn't get out of, uh, chicken shit heel kind of stuff, running away. But when he did get cornered in the ring, he could actually perform. We know Adam Cole can go. We've seen him do plenty. We've seen him in Ring of Honor. We've seen him in NXT. We, we know he can do all of the things. 
The fact that he has the mouthpiece that he does makes him stand out. Forgetting size, putting that aside, makes him stand out above and beyond a lot of other superstars that are out there, in my opinion. And I think yeah. that's the thing that's made him and that that's the thing that will continue to make he him was, and that he can back it up in ring. He was presenting himself like a WWE superstar long before he was in WWE. Right. It's almost like that, he was and, grooming himself in a way to get but there. But that being – yeah, so you couldn't bring him into AEW with the history that he has with the Bullet Club and with all the elite and everyone who's in there right. without having him be a big deal. Right? So you'd have to have him be a big deal somehow. And I don't see how you'd bring – well, technically he's dead. So he had to be uh, according to BTE. So they'd have to bring him back somehow. Right. That'd be like some sort of some sort of resurrection. Um, but I mean that you know that uh, Joey Ryan got brought back by Penis Druid, so I'm sure they could figure something out. Right. Um, but the <laughs> bottom line is, is no matter how he comes. AJ in Styles, AEW, WWE's got some kind of sorcery or something. They've oh, got well, the yeah. maybe the re- Lake of Reincarnation over there. They borrowed it from Matt Hardy and just uh, AJ Styles. It's just right out. Up. It's right out back of the Titan Tower. So when you get thrown off, you just go right in the Lake of Reincarnation. You you come right back. Alistair's Alistair right. too. So right. no. The the bottom line is, is uh, you know I don't think Adam Cole's going to AEW, but if he did. He would be a big deal, and I'd want to see him as an antagonist and a major powerful antagonist to all of the elite and his former guys. So yeah. they left him behind. They left him to die. Yes, so, I agree. There you go. Thank you very much, Josh. Next up, Jess asks, uh, hope I'm not too late. You're not. Got Muppets in my head after seeing Animal just now. So that being said, it's time to play the music. It's time to play the lights. It's time <laughs> to cast the wrestlers in a Muppet show tonight. Always ignore my antics, but if you were to turn wrestlers into Muppets. Okay, so we have to do Animal, Kermit, Gonzo, Beaker, Statler, and Waldorf, my favorites, uh, and Pepe, the King Prawn, to name a few, uh, and more as you see fit. Stay awesome, guys. Thank you, Jess. Thank you very Uh, much, Jess. So let's cast some Muppets. Who would be Animal just going, Nikki Cross. Done. Okay. Kermit the Frog. Michael Cole. Good. Hi, ho, this is Michael the Cole here, bringing you your Sesame Street news story. That's pretty good. Uh, Gonzo. Ooh. Gonzo's my favorite, so this is a tough one. Um, that's tough. That's tough. Come back to Gonzo. Come back to Gonzo. Kyle says Miss Piggy is Zelina Vega on personality. I'm going to go Vicky Guerrero for Miss Piggy. Because she's got um, that kind of just, you can, in a second, she'll just go nuclear on you. Didn't somebody call Dana Brooke Miss Piggy at one point? And yeah. everyone's got, got all pissed? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Miss Piggy's a tough one to call anybody. Yeah. Um, and, and I hope that's not taken the wrong way. I'm not calling Vicky Guerrero a pig. It's the character. Yeah, it's the character. Exactly. The the personality of Miss Piggy. The personality is kind of Charlotte, where she thinks she's, you know, Grand High Poobah, really. Well, so didn't Vicky, but she would go go ape shit on you. But she also had her, right? Right. (laughs) But Charlotte, but Miss Miss Piggy could kick your ass. That's true. Remember, she had the kung fu. She beat up, she beat up, uh, she beat up, uh, what's his name from Midnight Run? Um, in, in Muppet, Great Muppet Caper, uh, Groden, Groden, what was his name? Gruden? Groden, not Gruden. Gruden's playing, no. Damn it, Groden, what's his first name? 
Anyway, neither here nor there. She kicks. She kicks ass. Yes. So uh, you're um, still stuck on Gonzo. I'm still stuck on Gonzo. You didn't help me with Gonzo at all here. Would you like? Well, let's pass. Let's come back. What about Beaker? Uh, who, just, who just beeps a lot? Otis. That's, me, not, me, 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 that's me, me. not bad. Oh yeah. Me, 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 me. That's not bad. What if Gonzo uh, was like Juice Robinson? He's just wild and crazy, and I don't know. No, putting putting put chickens and cannons and stuff. Yeah, that's that's funny. I did always like the chicken antics of Gonzo. That was probably that was one of my favorite part of the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> why why did he have against chickens? What was Gonzo's? He thing know he loved chickens? chickens. He actually had he had intimate relationship with chickens. His chicken was his Whoa. girlfriend. Hello. Yeah. No, you never picked that up. The chickens were his girlfriend. Oh no, I never picked that up. Why would he shoot him out of cannons? And he's an alien. Oh, was, I think it was the other guy. That, I think it was the other guy that shot him out of a cannon. No, he shot himself out of a cannon. The chickens would help him. I, I, it's been a while. Oh man. There was also the guy who was the. Uh, he was the. There was a the guy who was like a kind of a Gonzo. He always had like the, the the boomerang fish. You throw the fish away, it comes right back. He was like he was kind of the crazy. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't watch enough Muppets. Gonzo. I watched a lot of Muppets, man. I will say this: uh, I've been on a hunt for trying to get the new Fraggle Seamus Rock. Seamus is Beaker. Seamus is Beaker. Oh, that's perfect. Kyle, you're right. You're right. Oh, that's perfect. Damn it. Uh, all right, Statler and Waldorf, my two favorites. And I and it's Easy. not that it's not Easy. that they're old men. It's Easy. that they have the the. Well, With I guess this is about the time. that was at one time like we went to Derbyshire. You know, just yeah. those lines. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> who? Who do you got? Uh, I got it right now. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I was going to go Bobby the Brain and Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, that's good too. Ah. Uh, except that both of them are dicks. Exactly. Both Taylor and Waldorf are dicks. But no. Oh, Brain and. But Monsoon wasn't a dick. Monsoon was. Oh, co- would you come on? Would you be serious? <laughs> like, Waldorf isn't going to Statler. Would you be serious? They're both making fun of everything. As imagine, I imagine Triple H and because Triple H and Shawn Michaels, right? They were always sitting there going <laughs> at everything when they were young, but now they're old and they're still going <laughs> at everything. So this kind of yeah, works. I can get behind that. I can get behind that totally. I get it. That works. Uh, last one, we got to do uh, Pepe, look, the, Pepe the King Prawn. Pepe the Pepe the Prawn. Uh, <sighs> was he no Adam Cole? Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Or or no, Adam Cole would be Rizzo the Rat. Adam Cole would be Rizzo the Rat. Maybe like uh, Kyle O'Reilly would be Pepe the Prawn. Mm. Kyle, Kyle said uh, Angel Garza as Pepe the Prawn. I like that. <laughs> quality. Oh, man. That's quality. Yeah, well, that's, that's just the only problem there is that we all know from, from our visual uh, – uh, from 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 visual means that Angel Garza is not a shrimp. No, no, no. Is he uh, okay? <laughs> we could sit there and do that all night. Yeah. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. Thank you guys so much, uh, Jess. That was a great it's one. Time to play the music. It's <sighs> time to light the lights. It's time to cast the rebel on the Muppet Show tonight. Just, Mupp- Muppet I'm Babies up. was probably my favorite cartoon of the '90s. Uh, yeah. Before Animaniacs came out, and then Animaniacs. <laughs> uh, Esme, our beloved Esme, is up next. Hola, pod papis. Heard that Charlize Theron came very close to a career in professional wrestling. What do you think her persona and booking would have been like? Gracias. Oh, man. I don't know because, I mean, she's a, obviously 
she's now doing a lot of action stuff. She's she is a six foot tall statue of a woman, um, who can legit whoop some ass. She can throw a right. Yep. One wonders. Uh, this is actually one that if she were still around right now, I don't know if she's still in the chat or around. It's one I would actually have JB weigh in on because um, JB actually reminds me a lot of Charlize Theron in terms of her stature and her willingness to throw punches um, and ability to take a bump. So, um, yeah, I wonder. I, I feel like Charlize would have been wasted on wrestling because she's such a damn good actress. I, would, I, I, don't want, I wouldn't want to lose the movies that she's done and the performances that she's given for her to be a wrestler. But the irony is, if she were a wrestler, I might say the same thing the other way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, so, we all, I hated to lose The Rock, but look at what he, go, him going to Hollywood has given us as an alternative universe to that. You know, it, it was the other way around. Can you imagine if Charlize Theron would have come around for three or four years and had an amazing career and then just went off and done all of this amazing stuff in Hollywood? I, I, I totally see that. But who would, who would, what would her persona be? Oh, man. I mean, I think I could see her being. Uh, oh, we missed a super chat too. Let me do that real quick, Billy. Oh yeah, he said y'all forgot the hundred kilogram and under championship and the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. How could I forget those? Lance Storm is king, dudes. Yeah. Lance Storm is king. If I if it could be serious for a minute, I'm kidding. All right. Okay. Um. All right, so I, I don't know. I think the beauty of Charlize, if you look at every role she's ever done, they're unique. There are similarities, but all of them are approached a unique way. She becomes a different person. You know, if I were to equate it to something, it'd be like a Mick Foley run where he had so many different personas and different things. I think she could pull off having all these different personas. Um, I think there's multiple things she could do. Look at She's gone from playing... Monster in that Academy Award-winning performance, down to Eon Flux, to being uh, in Fast and the Furious movies, to uh, doing a lot of indie work. Um, yeah, things just she's all over the place, and she's brilliant. Every Atomic Blonde, seeing her whip ass in that stairwell one shot, just all of that stuff. Mad Max, man, uh, that's the uh, Furious Fury, is the one. Fury for me. Road, absolutely. The thing is, is uh, and we're talking about this in the chat right now, is like, you know, physically, she would be closer to like a Charlotte than she would like a Rhea Ripley um, if yeah. she put on some muscle. You know, if she really like was doing the kind of muscle workouts that, that they're doing in wrestling. She's willowy. She's not as like as broad shouldered as, as Rhea is. Um, so it's she's kind of in like that in between area where she like does she play? Would she be like? you know, kind of like an assassin character or a hitman character or like just a right. badass chick character? Or does she have an attitude like Sasha Banks? Or does she have an attitude like like Charlotte? Or is she like Aria but just not as big? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It's, and it's tough in, in the modern world. Or it's like a, like a Chris Statlander where she just plays kind of like an out there character but she's just a, you know, a larger girl in that, in that ring. I don't know. All I know is I'm kind of glad the way things are right now. I'm glad we had the woman that we have in wrestling. I'm glad Charlize is doing movies. It's, oh, it's JB interesting. showed up. She said, oh my gosh, oh. I don't know, but I do know I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I feel like she could be versatile. She could be anything. Yeah. It's funny you said Chris Statlander in the Alien gimmick because that was one of the first ones that came to mind for me was sort of yeah. some sort of 
su- not supernatural, but um, outer world thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm talking out of my ass now. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> All right, bring it home, Nick. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Asmi, <laughs> good, very good much. Good question, Asmi. Definitely worth thinking about. It's an interesting. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people I kind of like go. What if they had been been a wrestler? You know. Um, a lot of the people that got all jacked for the Marvel movies. I mean, you've got Chris Hemsworth right now. He's talking about how physical the Hulk Hogan biopic is. And he's diving deep into the wrestling business and he's getting led in there by Batista. And, you know, he's like, I had no idea. We've, <laughs> Steve, we've seen Stephen Amell crossover back in the Stardust days. Yeah. Uh, we uh, Look at Chris it, Evans. I'll there end. might not be anybody more jacked in Hollywood right now than Chris Evans. I mean, pfft. Imagine that dude coming out as Captain America. I don't know, man. I think Hemsworth is more jacked than him. But anyway. Uh, maybe. That's, maybe. And he's uh, going to have to get even more jacked to play Hulk Hogan. Young Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So that's back when Hogan was on some serious juice. And he was called Hulk because he was the biggest dude around. Why has nobody gone? Because he was in the Why has Mark Henry not gone after the mountain yet? What do you? Oh, you? no way, dude. Strongman competitors, not on that level anymore. Mark Henry oh. is Mark Henry's way past his prime, and and, and no, no, no. Uh, I'm half, talking about recruiting. Recruiting. Oh, they had, they did, they tried. Oh, they, they tried. Did. I he didn't was, even know. Yeah. That. Oh no, he was in NXT. Uh, he wasn't in NXT, but he came to like visit in NXT and was in the crowd at one point, like back and back a ways back. Um, I think around or just before Game of Thrones, but Hathor wanted to go break a lot more records, um, legally or ill. Uh, or, or or gaming the system. He turned heel, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he's not. A, he's not. A, he's not playing nice right now in the in the strongman competitions. If you've been watching those, um, they did. They tried to recruit him, and they were like, uh, "Well, we got Braun Strowman." So that's how okay. they got out of it. All right. Yeah. Thank you again, Esme, for all you do. Appreciate it. Uh, next up, Chris Costanza asked, "How? Oh, he he followed it up later. Uh, how long till Trips takes over and makes wrestling good again? Thanks, guys. Love the show." And he followed it up with, will he make it TV 14? Um, so how long till Triple H takes over and makes wrestling good again? See, it's interesting. I don't actually subscribe to that narrative. Me either. Um, I, I don't know that Triple H is necessarily going to be the savior that everyone thinks that he is. He might be. Um, and as far as taking over, uh, I don't see him taking over until Vince dies in the chair. And I think that's conventional wisdom in terms of everything that I've heard um, is that Triple H does seem to be the heir apparent, but you can never take those things for granted at WWE. Vince um, could change his mind on his deathbed and just hand it to Shane and Stephanie. Hand it to Kevin Dunn is what or, he could do. Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, no. That's a, and that's, that's a very real possibility because Kevin Dunn does still hold a lot of stroke in that company. Pritchard, too. So there's a there. It's, I don't think it's fait accompli that that Triple H takes over the company necessarily. And even if he does, I don't know that it necessarily is going to be NXT on the main roster. Um, I I don't think that. I, I think in the sense that Vince, it, I agree, is out of touch, and I think that the main problem with WWE is Vince. Yeah, I will agree with that. Every problem with WWE can be traced back to Vince. Um, that being said, there's a lot of good stuff in WWE that can be traced back to Vince, too. I want to give an even-handed take on that. That's what but I was going to say. Yeah, all the good stuff, too. A lot of the good stuff can be traced back to him, too. Triple H is killing it in NXT. Whether or not he would bring that level of success in terms of fan appreciation to the main roster, I don't know. 
Um, that's a whole episode we could do just on Triple H, but we, we're running out of time here, Nick, so we can't really get too much into that. Yeah. But to, to just speak to Chris's question here, um, I don't think tri- like if Trips is going to take over, it won't be until Vince is incapacitated or dead and unable to do it. That's just that's who Vince is. He is a machine, and it, until he passes away. And by the way, his family lives a very long time, so he might even have twenty years left. Uh, Triple H ain't going to take over. Yeah, no, so. agreed. Absolutely agreed. Sorry, Chris, <laughs> if that burst a bubble, but yeah, I wish yeah. I wish I could believe that narrative. I want I want. Uh, I want to see WWE improve from where it is, too. I think there's places it can improve. But I will say this. I do think it has been better in the last year or so than it was in the few years before that. Sildozer in the chat said, Vince will never die. He's a Rev-9 Terminator. <laughs> Liquid metal. Uh, Chris, the last thing I would say to you is that you say uh, take over and make wrestling good again. I would question, are you watching AEW in New Japan? There's a lot of good stuff going on. And Impact and Ring of Honor and exactly. everything else. Oh, There's a lot Impact, of stuff out Impact there. is revving up for Slammiversary, and I, you know what? It's looking pretty good. So. Yeah. I, I, wrestling is fantastic right now. Yes. WWE is its own thing, um, and for WWE, it's actually doing, I think, a pretty good job overall. Yeah. But um, I definitely, if, 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 if WWE's not your cup of tea, if AEW's not your cup of tea, New Japan, I understand the criticisms of every company. And okay, I, he said in chat he, he is watching. He meant WWE. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Boom! There you go. So you are watching, yeah. And and yeah, I don't really have much more to say about that. I I think it's look. Vince is going to be Vince is going to Vince until he's not Vince anymore. Yep. And that's really where I come down on it. Until then, it's it's all Vince, all Vince, all the time. Yep. (laughs) Thank you very much. And last but certainly not least, our newest patron as of today. Uh, Brian Duncan has joined hey. the phenomenal ones at the $10 tier. Enjoy those bonus episodes. That entire back catalog is yours. Enjoy. Hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time posting. Love the show. It's always a blast, and the Discord is fire. See, I've been yeah. trying to tell you guys, get into the Discord. It is where all the fun stuff happens behind fun. the scenes. Got a question about my favorite WWE wrestler, Cedric Alexander. Ooh. Do you think he should take MVP's deal and turn on Ricochet? Yes. 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 He needs something. They both need something. They need something interesting to do. Um, the tag team is not happening. They're down on main event. It would give him something to do. The, the, I think that he's done this babyface character since he and Kota Ibushi met in the Cruiserweight Championship. He's got to find something else, something with depth. And if MVP wants to reach down and give him a purpose and something interesting to do, it could only be good for him getting him more on TV for one and letting him show some depth, some, a, a different side of his character, uh, maybe impressing someone in the back. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Turn Cedric. Do something with Cedric. Do something with Ricochet other than coming out there and, and selling for Bobby Lashley or, or whoever they're selling for this week. Right. right. So, yeah, both of them. I Do something. Shake him up. They're two of the most extremely talented flyers and fast workers maybe in the world right now. They're incredible, incredible performers and athletes. Great athletes, yep. Um, and Ricochet has even gotten better on the mic and uh, his entrances. They did a lot of work on him. I don't understand why he has just been summarily discarded, it feels like. So at this point, I'm anything, anything. <laughs> just put him on TV. Just do something. Yeah. 
please do something with Cedric and Ricochet for that matter. Um, Have him dress up like a janitor again. I don't care. Just fine. something, anything. Fine. Just yes. Cedric. I remember being Cedric when first cruiserweight time we saw him in the cruiserweights. Two hundred five live. Just amazing. Just absolutely amazing that cruiserweight tournament. Cruiserweight classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, wow. he's got it all. And I love what Paul was doing. Like, like they stop started Paul there, where they they had Paul trying to get Cedric over, and then Vince put the kibosh on it. It got shut down. Shame. And it sucked because they like they were getting there. Yeah. People people loved that that janitor gimmick that they had uh, Cedric do that one time, and then people were starting to get behind him, and then just pff, like a fart in the wind. What whatever happened to the hacker gimmick thing? By the way, did that? What yeah. hacker? What hacker? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, they meant actually. I think Sasha mentioned it briefly on Raw. <laughs> Maybe as a way to like poke creative, like, hey, remember that? Hey, Ali left SmackDown, so the, the hacker left SmackDown. Now, now he's supposedly on Raw, although for some reason I don't know why they're mad at Ali. We'll see him on main event in six weeks. <laughs> You're lucky if you do. Yeah, maybe. Poor guy. Maybe. Uh. Well, there we go, guys. Episode number forty of the Patron Mailbag is in the bag. Hey, hey. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you guys know where to find everything, bwopodcast.com. Make sure you get into that Discord. Our newest patron says you have to. Thank you very much for that <laughs> shout-out, Brian. Uh, make sure you follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at bwopodcast. Get into the Facebook discussion group. Get into the Discord. Subscribe to us here on YouTube for BWO Daily every day, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern is when it airs. But thank you guys for joining us. Hope you all have a great weekend. We're getting ready for Extreme Rules next weekend. We've got Dominion happening tonight or tomorrow morning, depending on where you are in the world. So if you're up, we'll see you in the uh, Discord for that. I'm going to be watching the New Japan Cup final tonight. Later tonight, Dominion. I'll you pop mean Dominion. No, Dominion I'm, gonna be, I'm still going to be watching the Cup final tonight because hey, I haven't right. watched it. So <laughs> I, I want to see all of this actually take place. Um, but I'll be in Discord later tonight. If you guys are around, I'll uh, I'll ping everybody and say hi. Yeah. Oh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure, I think I said all the things I need to say. So everybody, go have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Thanks for hanging out. Shout out to the chat, everybody, for being so interactive thank today. You guys. We love that kind of stuff. Uh, but my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude, and I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, would somebody stop the damn track? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.